What's up, my people? Welcome to Fellowship Bible Church's Sermon Spotlight, where we're coming at you each and every week with a fresh weekend to debrief in an effort to send biblical truth. What better way to do that than by the power of conversation? I'm one of your hosts, joining you today, Caleb Pearson, and with me, Mark Francis. What is up? Mark, how you doing, my man? I'm doing excellent. Good. I see you've... No, I'm going to comment on your clothing. clothing now, yes. You're actually dressed up. You're not yeah. wearing the t-shirt. We commented on that last week. Yeah. You're prepared for something. So for my wife's birthday, she wanted to buy me clothes. That's how bad it got. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> she said, I'd like, to, I'd like to improve your wardrobe for my birthday. Perfect. <laughs> I was like, okay. But I actually like it. So yeah, I'm adulting. It's good. Uh, I mean, mine is... She calls me a puppet. You know, just dress me up and <laughs> there you go. Put me out there. It's easier. Yeah, it's e- it takes less time. That's great. Yeah, uh, John, did you get dressed up by Diane today? No, I. I don't. Oh, think sorry, Diane, we didn't get the I official don't think Diane would. Uh, I don't think Diane would put my pay, my uh, Hawaiian shirt on. <laughs> but I love these shirts in the summertime. He's back They're with so us. Cool. He was here a couple months ago. Um, we talked about a biblical response to social injustice, mm. John, and actually mm-hmm. got a lot of good traction with the podcast, a lot of good feedback, mm. and it's still the, the featured video up on our YouTube page. So if, if that topic ever comes up, and it does often, the biblical response to social injustice, we had a great conversation about that. Uh, but he's back. He was in the pulpit this weekend again. Uh, John, how are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank good, you. Good. Thank you for being here. Good to be with you guys. It's a busy summer transition, yep. and Mark, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but we had Don last week. Yep. You this week, then Mark, then Dennis. That's going to be the that's four a, weeks man, That's rare. Yeah. You guys are. Um, you guys have to be really on your feet to be able to keep up with all of us. Because yeah, we can't keep up all, with all the jokes. Also, you know, the the old person jokes yeah. keep flying. I mean, yeah. Don mm-hmm. threw you out there along yeah, with Mark true. and Charlie last week. And yeah, that's true. So yeah. feel free to crack back anytime well, you want. I, no, no, I I don't. I don't tease those guys because I know they wouldn't get it, so it's really, <laughs> yeah, it's really go. fine. You know, well, I, just, I wouldn't do that. To it's them. just it's, so Don, John, then Mark, then Dennis. It makes you think maybe Avery will do something eventually around here. That is you know happening. what I mean. Maybe that they'll maybe they'll reach out to him. Plan on <laughs> September. Uh, That's yeah, to be expected. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, guys, let's jump into a Sunday in review. Uh, Mark, I'll come your way first, and then Pastor John will see uh, what we want to elaborate on today. But uh, the weekend of fellowship, diving yep. into Second Peter. So yeah, I mean I. Uh, John, I'll turn to you because I, I love that it was coming from your heart, mm. and this is two weeks in a row that we've heard a pastor say, this is what's on my heart that I want to mm. communicate to you, Fellowship yeah. Bible Church, yeah. Yeah. and I value that. Yeah, I mean, I also, trust me, I value going through the Book of Romans or you any stop, stop, t- topic like that, but to say, this particular moment in time for our body mm-hmm. to hear, and what's pressing on you with the, the counseling ministry and all the things that you mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. we need to hear something yeah. and we need to know God more. Yeah. 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 And that to me is encouraging mm-hmm. to just to just know that, okay, if that's on your heart, then we want to pay attention and listen. Yeah. And, yeah. and so to go mm-hmm. to Second Peter to, to gain four points of, of kind of, you know, mm-hmm. what it looks like to, to know God more, mm-hmm. I, I find valuable. And, yeah. and so I just want to thank you for that because oh, that's well, you helpful. I felt the same way the week before when Don got up there and when he uh, when he told us what was on his heart and he, here it was it was his last sermon in the main church mm-hmm. in his uh, working here and to hear what was on his heart it was so good to uh, you know kind of gentlemen this is a football kind of a message and, yeah. and just the the reminder that um, 
things do change an awful lot, but uh, Christ stays the same, and he is the reliable one, and that's who we're going to fit. He's our North Star. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was a wonderful message. Mm-hmm. Well, it was cool to, to hear that whole idea of, you know, this is what the Lord's put on my heart, because I think it's so easy to think of, you know, expositional teaching versus just very topical, mm-hmm. and it can be mm-hmm. easy to have a church experience of a, a pastor, you know, here's what the Lord told me on the yeah. way to church that we're going to do. But there's, we can exposit a passage based on what's been happening lately sure. or recently in a heart, and so it's it's really cool to to participate in the body and and see that happen. So what pulpit. drew you to this passage? Uh, where was mm. kind of the the impetus of that? Because a lot of times you'll say, "Oh, Mark Carey came to me and said I want right. to talk on this." this and was, when did well, that even happen? Beginning right. of summer. And, and and he had asked me to speak back in uh, probably May. He okay. said, "Would you would you um, preach the last week of July?" Uh, you know, during my vacation, I said, yeah, I'd be glad to, and no idea what I was going to preach, so I started praying about it, mm. and and as I began praying, you know, you, you, you're looking through the scripture just in your own reading, you're praying, but at one point, after I'd been praying for almost three weeks, I kind of sat back, and I thought, okay, when I think about our church, when I think about Fellowship Bible Church, strengths and weaknesses, um, what if I kind of had one little message to give, if I just had one small thing to say that I think is meaningful for all of us that we need to kind of, again, a gentleman, this is a football kind of a mm-hmm. message, the, the, the central thing. And I thought, gosh, it's just that in the last 10 to 15 years, my desire to know God has grown. This passage was the first passage to prompt that. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I mentioned uh, John seventeen three and Jesus mm-hmm. saying this is eternal life, and I mentioned Second Corinthians ten verse five about the spiritual warfare, this passage was the one that several years ago, when I was reading and meditating on it, it was like, wait a minute, do you mean that the greater knowledge of God results in multiplied grace, multiplied peace, multiplied life, and godliness? And I realized. I have never personally sought counseling or been somebody come to me asking for counsel, but that they were fundamentally looking for those four things. Hmm. Not a single one who was not looking for more grace, meaning they wanted to have hope to try again. Hmm. Uh, There was not a single one who was not looking for rest in their soul because they were in the middle of some disquietude. There was not a one that wasn't looking for a, a fuller experience of the life as a believer. There wasn't one who didn't want to honor God with the way their life went. Hmm. And I look at it and I think, wow, the very things people look for when they're struggling, they're all tied right here to hmm. the increased knowledge of Christ. Hmm. And it's hmm. so foundational. I mean, the, the foundation of knowing God is, is a principle that we can always grow in. We can mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. learn more mm-hmm. about who God is. I mean, I, I love how you're sharing, you know, that you looked at this passage years ago. I think mm-hmm. you said you wrote a 105-page yep. 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 paper. <laughs> I want to see yep. that. You know, let's, let's post that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see? But, and, but I missed this. And you missed this, missed right? This. And so here you are saying, I'm coming back to this passage, and mm-hmm. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. Right. I'm still gaining a greater understanding of who God is yep. through this. And... I think there's uh, value to that exercise of don't just give up on the passage and move on. <laughs> Keep no. coming back to it no. to grow. That's right. Yeah, and and I, I don't know if we really touched on this in your sermon, but maybe there is stuff that you, you couldn't get to for time, but how do we, you know, how do we really truly grow in our knowledge of God? You know, and we've talked about this in the podcast before, but I want to kind of pose that to you of what does that really look like? Um, you know, Don says God's word, you yeah. know, and so mm. where, 
obviously that's the right answer too. But right, where right, else right. do we go from there? Kind of like from... Sunday school answer. What's the right? Uh, what's the right answer? Jesus. What's the question? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the same right. thing. It's it's the word. No, um, I think of a couple of things. I think number one, I made the comment in at least one of the services. I don't know that I made it in the other two, but in 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 one of the services at least, I said, uh, I certainly don't know all of what's involved in knowing God. Uh, you know, I, and I'm not saying that like some kind of uh, um, false humility or something like that. It, I just mean that some people know God and they got there in a different route than I did. But in, in at least one of the services, I said, I don't see how you can do it apart from hmm. an investment in the Word of God. And I used the word in that particular message I, or that particular sermon, I said, uh, that particular service, I said, uh, personal investment, meaning, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes, go to church. Yes, go to small group. But if everything I'm getting is derivative from what someone else has done, hmm. if I'm not interacting hmm. between God and me by reading, by listening, uh, some people are not natural readers. Well, then let's listen to audio of the Bible, uh, available on our phones for hmm. most of us. Um, to be able to be involved in his word, yes. I said a second thing I said, uh, it's going to involve being in community. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who, because of disappointed relationships, tend to say, I just don't really like relationships. Well, the, the reality is those relationships are a means by which I grow to know God. Hmm. Um, I, I think about the guy who was my roommate in college who... Uh, um, gets a $500 birthday gift from his parents. And first of all, as a 20-year-old, I'm thinking, who gets 500 bucks from his <laughs> parents for yeah. birthday? I, I yeah. want to sign up for that family. <laughs> yeah. But then that he gives it, he, he goes and buys a $500 Kirby for our church because his ministry is vacuuming and the one they have is so bad. Hmm. Now, I'm looking at that and I'm saying, he knows something about God I don't know. Hmm. Um, when I think about the so many stories in my life that I could pull up of men and women I've known where I've watched them do something. A, you know, a friend of mine talking about being in the cockpit as a pilot and, and um, talking with this guy about Christ and the way he would talk about how that would come about. And I think he's seizing an opportunity in a way that reflects his own relationship with God. And I mentioned some stories in the sermon. So the idea of how you get to know God I think it involves all of these, but one of the things I hope we don't forget, and maybe we'll get to in a few minutes, is that whole list of verses the, five through nine, yes. five through eight, yeah. because that is part of what Peter is saying about the way you get to know God is here are some things you do. Mm -hmm. They're not all, mm -hmm. but they are. They're part of it. Mm -hmm. Well, I love also how there's the the idea of you know the the benefits if you want to call it that, yeah. or, you know, what the grace and the life and, and just, yeah. and, and that to me, people don't inherently look for that. Yeah. Um, but just that there's the, the value in, in just the, the overflow of knowing God more just brings about right. life change. Right. It brings about that. And, and there's the peace and there's the comfort and there's the grace and there's, you know, his divine power being, you know, granting to us life and godliness. And so there's... But there's something there's, about what you just said that was interesting when you said people don't go looking it, for it. Yeah. I think what was interesting about the passage is what caught me was I wanted grace and peace and life and godliness. Hmm. In other words, I went looking for the carrot. Hmm. 
but over the course of time, what I realized is I wasn't looking to know, know God. Mm. I hmm. wanted what comes when I get to know God. But I think one of the things God wants us to do is to grow to not, I think he's glad to give us the benefits. Mm. But I think he's also inviting us to say, as much as you love the benefits that come from knowing me, I hope that the more you know me, the more that what will delight you enough is just knowing me. Yes, you'll get multiplied grace, multiplied peace, mm. multiplied experience of life and godliness. That's true. But yeah. but wouldn't it be good if your delight was in knowing me for the sake of knowing me? And I, mm. I, I'm not there yet. I think mm. I'm moving that direction because I notice more that I enjoy God when I'm not, even at times that I'm not, in my younger Christian life, it was seeking after these things that God brings. I think there's a little mm. bit of a thing I was going to ask you guys this same question. Ah, yeah. What what is it for you guys that you think has helped you get to know God? Mm. Uh, I'm not asking how you became born again, but mm. what have there been in your lives that you would say that resulted in me knowing God better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, right when you were speaking there, John, I had a uh, kind of a flashback to when I first started my mentorship here. I was driving to the airport with Jim Poole to go to Africa and talking to him about basically a period of singleness I was in and how I felt like, I feel, I feel like I'm ready. You know, you feel yeah. ready. You're oh, ready yeah. for it, uh, and and just uh, confessing the stress and anxiety and fr- maybe frustration with that. And and one thing Jim Poole shared with me was, well, is is it worth stressing over that that maybe God's not done drawing you closer to Himself yet? Mm-hmm. And so I had to look at where where I was circumstantially through the lens of of I, I will be more prepared for whatever God has for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be too quick to assume I'm prepared for what God hasn't given me yet. Mm-hmm. And so for me to grow in the knowledge of the Lord has, has realized, regardless of the, the circumstance I'm in, that there is that avenue and opportunity. And so if I you know, seemingly want to focus on or obsess over capitalizing on a different opportunity that would be a natural fruit of knowing God, yeah. it, it, it takes that realization, and, and that's going to produce the, the fruit of the Spirit, right? It's not the fruit of Caleb, mm-hmm. it's the fruit of the Spirit, and you're going to get to a point where that's what's equipping you to, to be in that season of waiting. And so that's just what came to mind when, mm-hmm. when he mentioned that. But. I mean, for me, I have a similar life story to like Mark Carey. When I was four or five years old, mm-hmm. I, I got saved and grew up in a Christian home, and you know, even going to college, I pursued, you know, going to a church and pursued friends who were Christians, and I thought I knew God, you know, and I did. But then there's just the next levels that continue to open up like a flower that you just don't know. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I remember telling the, the marriage counselor before we got married, oh, yeah, I think I have a pretty good handle on pretty much every topic. You know, and I was like, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no I have no clue. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, and yeah. so, but yeah. so for me, it's a, a different level of mm. what you shared of community, John, mm-hmm. of really coming to Fellowship Bible Church and rubbing shoulders with people in a small group setting, asking the questions, getting into his word, but then just seeing it lived out amongst other people yeah. and and now being on staff here, I, kind of living and breathing it almost every week, I almost wish that our whole church could have that experience mm-hmm. of being in in conversations with with you Mm -hmm. guys talking and preparing for the sermon me part of worship team and thinking Mm -hmm. through passages and going to scripture to think through where are you know where is um our body going to be more worshiping with this song and looking Mm -hmm. at scripture yeah and going into it personally for that so there's this level of yeah i have that desire to know god but it's being seeing it lived out in other people is the encouragement that i get out of 
growing in my understanding of who God is. And with that, though, there can be a flip side of the coin where, especially in vocational ministry, uh, I, I shared this with the youth the other day, but it's going to be important to minimize the amount of people between you and Christ yeah. so that uh, you have a personal relationship yeah. with yeah. him and you're not hev- heavily reliant on one pastor yeah. or yeah. one speaker yeah. or, or yeah. for yeah. many of our kids, one YouTuber right. or you know whoever it is, but to really have that... Per- are we coming to church to get God or give God... And so as we're in vocational ministry, I can start to, oh, oh wow, like, I need to make sure I, I'm connected to Christ, but it's through all these meetings, and it's through all these pastors, and mm-hmm. it's, it's this environment that has granted me the opportunity to get closer to Christ, which there's perks to that, I guess, but man, how real is Christ to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how can I bring him into those meetings? And, and that's why I say it's life. so foundational, because right. if you don't have that just understanding of who God is, mm-hmm. then when, you know... When there's an argument in your house, you know, with your family or doing yeah. something with your yeah. kids yeah. or there's a, a sickness or there's just, you know, life circumstances, then where is that root? Where is that grounding? And is it truly knowing God or are you going to come back to then what am I going to do to solve this problem or what am mm. I going to do to react to, you know, this bad, you know, thing that was said about me or whatever might have been going on in the, situ- in the situation, mm-hmm. you know? It's that root of knowing God, I think, well, that, must that be, does that. It must be foundational for Jesus to call it eternal life, you know. And I love you going yeah. to that passage because, yeah. you know, that, that was a little light bulb moment for me. You know, mm-hmm. you, you look at that passage and it's this high priestly prayer that Jesus is saying, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. uses, references himself yes. in that passage of this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Yeah. And he's he's praying to God the Father, referencing that, that being eternal life, I, it, the, the knowing yeah. God in that passage never yeah. really clicked Yeah, yeah. until mm-hmm. you emphasized yeah. the knowing part yeah. equals that eternal life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm, I'm excited to kind of dig deeper into that even. Well, and I loved, I, I, I mentioned, I think in all three of them, of the sermons, it's, I love every time I see in the Bible where God does a a both and. Hmm. One of the ways it shows up is as do this, don't do this. Or hmm. there's a blessing here, there's a curse here. Or um, turn from this and turn towards this. There's hmm. a whole pattern of that within the, the Bible. But I find one of the ones that's interesting is kind of a theological one having to do with knowing God is, on the one hand, I have Jesus saying, by the way, do you realize that knowing me actually is eternal life? Hmm. So therefore, it's really worth investing yourself in just knowing me better. On the flip side, we have Satan erecting strongholds in your life as a Christian with only one goal in mind, and that is to keep you from knowing him. Mm. To Mm -hmm. me, when I discovered that, after being Mm. a Christian for many years, 20-some-odd years, it was a big aha because I thought, wait a minute, you're telling me that Satan's biggest goal in life is to, for a a believer is to keep them from knowing God better. Mm. That was a shock to me mm. because I would have just thought his job is to tempt. Mm. You know, his job is to make harass. you miserable. His, yeah. Right. He wants yeah. to make you miserable. No, no, it's more strategic. It's I just got to keep her from knowing God more because if she knows God more, A, she'll experience eternal life. B, she'll be full with more grace. Mm. C, she'll be filled with peace. Uh, whatever letter it is, she'll be experiencing true life the way she was meant to, which becomes a magnet for other people. <laughs> and good. then mm-hmm. uh, uh, beyond that, she'll be marked as a godly woman. Mm. And that is what Satan 
trembles for, if you will, for the church. Because then, then you're glorifying God, yes. and you're presenting Christ to other yes. people. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly what Satan does not want. Right. And and but that's our call. Yeah. In life. Is so to... that's why I think that's why all this came down to okay. If I only had one message to give to fellowship right now, <laughs> what is it? Gosh, let's get to know him together because there is so much more to it than what I naturally realize. And I've made that mistake in my own Christian life of trying to learn a concept or learn a truth, none of which are bad. But I'm thinking that what I need is I need to quit being anxious or I need to quit being depressed or I need all of which are fine. And let's do take steps towards that. But the real thing is that I might know God. Mm. I, I need to know God because if I do, yes, these things will pass away. I'll have moments of anxiety, I'll have moments of depression. But man, if I get to know God... He'll be giving me himself, and hmm. I don't know. Uh, Toby Mack posed a question to his followers. This was years ago, but is prayer a first response or a last resort? Basically addressing, you know, when does God come into your moment of crisis or, or your, your difficulty? And so I can, I, and as I grow, I continue to learn the importance of, man, if I can create a culture in my spiritual life, my devotional life, my daily walk, mm-hmm. where... I don't exercise and, and, and burn out all those other resources I have until I try this God thing. Yeah, yeah. And then it just brings me back to that identity truth. Yeah. Because I accepted mm-hmm. Christ at a young age, like you, Mark, I, it, we, I can live as if I have all these tools on my tool belt. And one of them is Jesus. Mm-hmm. I got him. Mm-hmm. But, but I have this whole tool belt, and, and luckily God's on there. But my identity says I am a tool on his tool belt. Yeah, right. And so if I'm not acting in accordance with that, I'm going to feel it. Yeah. And so to... To understand that is my dynamic in God's eyes, and to to want that more, to ha- create that desire to know God, and not just the obligatory, I know I'm supposed to know Him. Mm-hmm. I want yeah. to know Him. Yeah. I crave Him. Yeah. Yeah. That that helps a little yeah. bit. And I think if if there was one thing that I could give to the congregation as a gift, it's mm. the last thing you said. That people, all of us. Mm-hmm would know that knowing God is not as much an ought. Now, I don't have a problem with oughts personally because I think there's some oughts in the Bible. We ought to know God better. Hmm. But when I realize how good it is to know him, that is immeasurably more what I should be thinking about than my duty of knowing him. I think about how he invites us in uh, Isaiah chapter uh, 55 and verses 1 and following where he says, Ho, every one of you who thirsts, come to the waters. Mm -hmm. Come, you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Mm -hmm. For why do you spend your money on that which is not food and on Mm -hmm. that which will not satisfy? And he goes on to say that in, in the context, he's saying come and buy, but it has no cost. In other words... We don't have it. We have to acquire it. We have to acquire it from him. But by his grace, it doesn't cost us. It costs him. And the reason he puts language like that, if you thirst, is it's okay to thirst. I want more. I want Mm. to know God more. I want whatever it is that he's got, and as opposed to the ought. And that, to me, is one of the places where the Christian life starts getting more joyful. Mm. Because if it's, I just ought to spend more time with him. Yeah, join the club. I should too. But man, when I'm realizing, I want to know him. I'm, I want to know him like Sue Allen did. I want to know him like Chuck Smith did. I, hmm. I want to know him like these people who 
it was clearly the most important thing for them. Mm-hmm. I just want to be more mm-hmm. at, at six. I would like to be more that way at 70 than at 65. You know, I hope yeah. I will be. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really good. And you mentioned um, a couple different books even in your in your sermon, but the one, Knowing God, that we have here at FBC yeah. that our global missions team uses yeah. and, and helps just unpack systematically kind of who God yes. is in that yes. way. That's a great resource. Well, it's, a, it's actually a way better resource than a lot of people in our church even are aware of. They may have seen the books on the stairwell between the first and second floor, mm-hmm. but if you haven't gone this... As a Bible study, one of the things that that book attempts to do is to show that knowing God is actually the theme of the whole Bible. Mm-hmm. It isn't just by the time you get to John 17, Jesus mm-hmm. discovers, oh yeah, this is eternal life that you may know me. It's that God has been showing throughout in the way he reached out to Israel, in the way he created the church, in all of this, it's that we might have an intimate fellowship with him uh, because to know him is to experience life. So the, that book traces many of the ways the whole Bible contributes to it, like what you said, yeah. systematically. Yeah. But it also just shows how where, Christ, where Christians, where we so often break down into, I, I think I'm supposed to do these four things. I'm supposed to avoid these three things. And again, personally, I think there are four things we're supposed to mm. do and three things we're not supposed to do. There, that is an element of the Christian life. But the point is, if I don't see that the end product and the purpose and the real means by which that stuff happens in my life is knowing God, I'm going to miss the boat. It's a great book. It's available free. Uh, you can do it. You can get two other friends and say, let's just do a little uh, meet at, at um, a coffee shop uh, every week, and let's walk through the, this booklet knowing They're broken God. broken down in small chunk little sizes that are easy. That's right. You know, a little more than just devotionals, but mm-hmm. it, you know, to get through it and then to, yeah, I agree, to discuss it with somebody. I think is a great discipleship opportunity. It's here on campus in our mission stairwell, I believe, right? Yep. All, that, all those books, yep. so feel free to check that out. But And also don't forget, I mentioned this earlier, we don't have to go through it today, mm. but just for anybody who is listening to the podcast, remember this, that in answer to one of the first questions Mark asked of how do we get to know the Lord more? How do, how do, we, how do we enjoy the intimacy of fellowship? Peter actually gives us in verses 5 and following, some things that we want to keep in mind, because he says, for this very reason also, for this very reason of partaking of the divine nature, applying all diligence in your faith, or some versions say to your faith, supply moral excellence. So that means that if I start with faith, what I've learned by knowing Christ, okay, Lord, where do you want to move in me more moral excellence? Well, to your moral excellence, add knowledge. Now, that is a kind of knowledge of learning. It's not the same that we use the other term about knowing him more experientially, more relationally. Uh, It's more just learning more about him. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. And in your perseverance, godliness. In your godliness, brotherly kindness. In your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge, there's that experiential, of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I think it's also helpful when we're talking about uh, all of the things that we're commenting on about ways to know him that we realize right in the text, Hmm. Peter has provided us a, here are some bullets of what you can be working on right now as you grow to know God better. Hmm. And that's helpful for me, um, you Hmm. know. Yeah. 
That's really good. And and you kind of alluded to this earlier, John, but in John seven thirty eight, Jesus says, you know, he who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers mm. of living water. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that yeah. just overflow outpouring yeah. of this yeah. is just natural. There's that grace, there's that peace, yeah. there's that love yeah. that comes from knowing him. What a great verse for thinking about what he's talking about when he says, uh, all things have been necessary for life and godliness. That is the mm-hmm. kind of life he's mm-hmm. talking about. It's that mm-hmm. it's that living water f- bubbling up yep. in us. Yep. That, and that's what I want more I, yep. for me. Overflow. I, it's coming. I, I, say it again. Get you ready. So overflow is the name of our focus. That's and so based on what you just said, I was like, he's going to... Alluding towards segue. September. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, so what do we need to announce? I mean, I, we've mentioned the the focus, and there's a bunch of exciting stuff coming up with that. But yeah, and again, the focus, there's not really much to prepare for, but it's just knowing that that's coming up. And so mm-hmm. as we are you know, getting through the summer, come September through November, we're, our church is going to be focusing on this concept of mm-hmm. overflow and pouring out God's love and doing that to mm-hmm. others and looking mm-hmm. at the, the one and other passages that they're not just commandments, they're, we're called to do it, but we're doing it through the power of Christ. Yes. And, and so yeah. that's going to be something we're going to have some events, we're going to have some cards in the home center to look forward to, um, and, and some calls to action to how can we do some of those things amongst ourselves and our community. Mm. Um, so that's going to be neat to look forward to that. Mm. Um, I'll just continue to plug community groups. We've been talking about that already, um, of how that's a benefit, that's a value to where we can really apply and learn to grow in in Christ. And so if you're not a part of a community group, get a part of one. And and if yours is overflowing, then split up and let's look. We need more leaders. leaders. We need some more groups out there. So... Um, there's going to be signups in September. So I know this is still July, people, but, you know, start thinking and praying about what that looks like for the fall. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. ministries will continue to, to kick off. But those are really the, yeah. I the think couple one big thing ones. about community groups that, and maybe this will come out in the overflow, one thing about community groups that can't be overstated, when a person feels like my Christian life doesn't measure up, when a person feels as a man, I wouldn't want people to know the real me. Um, ironically, it's getting in a small group and realizing, wait a minute, it really is possible to live the Christian life. For me, it was being in groups that actually mm. gave me hope that I could change. Yeah, neat. Be- because the more I was to myself, left to my own devices, mm. the less hope I had that anything would ever really change. But when I saw other men and women who had appropriated some truth of God, it was like, well, wait a minute, they weren't always that way. I, hmm. I hear them talking hmm. about how they learned. So it's small group, I think, is such a... Challenging high, each other. To, challenging, to, courage, yeah. support. Yeah. I mean, just, man, it, for me, it's been um, probably one of the, the three most life-changing yeah. things in my life. It's, and I'm going to be chatting with people from our body here in the month of August. It'll be in the Fellowship Family podcast that will continue to be testimonies that'll speak to just that, John, that'll be able to hear life-changing stories of how community groups have been beneficial to them and to our body. So look for those on the podcast, uh, the Fellowship Family side over there. Awesome. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Super awesome uh, opportunity. As a reminder to our listeners and viewers, you can find us all over the place. You Google Sermon Spotlight, we pop right up. Also at fbcva.life forward slash Sermon Spotlight. You can find us, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. The fact of the matter everybody, is that sermons are not meant to just take an hour, but rather transform a lifetime. Until next week, much love, God bless.